Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Joined with me, as always, PFF data scientist Ben Brown and Eric the Eric Eager is with us today as well. A privilege. Kendall, I got to interrupt you. Yes. Ben is a senior data scientist at PFF. Oh, excuse me. S- senior. Look senior at this guy. He's moving scientist. up in the world, ben, huh? What? We got to throw a party. What? What? We got to do something we here. All right, but we are breaking down Cincinnati next week. So. Oh, sweet. Okay, perfect. But we are breaking down uh, bowl games going on week seventeen odds and best bets along with the playoff picture. We have a lot in store in this episode, so let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ben, first of all, congratulations. Yeah. Second of all, what a privilege it was that you you tell me this news and then we got to watch Ian Book on Monday Night had, Football. So congratulations. Right. Yeah, Eric Eric dropped me the bomb on uh, the dro- dropped the bomb on me as well. But yeah, it was uh, maybe maybe a nice nightcap to a pretty poor Monday Night Football game. I'll say that much. So we had to get the universe back to some sort of equilibrium there. So I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, um, that was that was a treat. I I thought. Um, <laughs> You know, which team has had a simpler seven-game winning streak in the history of the NFL than the, the Miami Dolphins? Although you can't take it away from them. And if they do win out, starting with a game in Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, this week, um, they do make the AFC playoffs. So yep. what a crazy ride that it's, has been. It's crazy. And like you were kind of mentioning, uh, Eric, the postseason race right now is chaotic. And if you like chaos, you are in the right place with this episode. Let's start Let's start with the AFC wild card and what that brings to us because – uh, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts are now 9-6. and six. That hot streak um, has a win over, over New England. It has positioned the Colts to make the postseason. New England is in good shape. Um, unless, really, the Bengals or Bills collapse down the stretch, the AFC is basically only has one playoff spot remaining. So what are you guys looking at this week? What are some pivotal games that you are watching? Yeah, this is one where I think that there are a couple really big fulcrum points here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. one of them is, you know, at, in the noon hour or one o'clock hour, uh, Las, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, against the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you're looking at two teams with the Raiders, a couple victories in a row now, not looking great in either, uh, at Cleveland uh, on Monday night last week, and then, uh, against Denver at home, mm-hmm. but they're in a, a prime position where you look at them, 
they're sort of in that 30 to 40 percent chance to make the playoffs. Um, they're seven and a half point dogs against the Colts, right? The, the market loves the Colts now, right? The Colts, you know, go on the road, beat Arizona, mm-hmm. they beat New England. Everybody's rushing to bet the Colts now. This thing opened around, I believe, six and a half. It's moved all the way out to seven and a half. Um, and, you know, obviously, if the Raiders can go into Indianapolis and win this game, uh, you know, it might not ding the Colts as much as we think, but it'll certainly enhance the Raiders. Uh, as they pursue their first playoff berth in you know five years. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think I definitely think the Colts are in basically for all intents and purposes into that probably like fifth or sixth uh, you know spot in the AFC playoff race, which, which I do think is a good uh, path for them to at least be somewhat successful in winning that first round matchup for them in the AFC playoff race. I do think probably the game of the day though has to be uh, Chiefs Bengals. Some of us will be able to take that in live and in the flesh, which I do Ooh. think is also an exciting thing. But uh, you know, Chiefs obviously have uh, you know the the clearest path to getting that number one overall seed. Basically, uh, if the Titans slip up here. On Sunday against the Miami Dolphins, who also mm-hmm. need to get in uh, to win in order to get into the playoffs. So I think those are definitely the three most important games uh, in the early slate, especially from the AFC perspective. I like it. And did this Dolphins win on Monday night push them? They pushed them to eight and seven. Did they then replace Baltimore in the tentative standings with that win? Do we know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because they they have um, they have the tiebreaker right. there. Uh, because they won that weird Thursday night game that we all like <laughs> thought had no meaning at the time, and now it's and uh, now the Robert Hunt game. Now look at it, if you will. Perfect. Um, so that that game's big there. Okay, cool. And then let's go NFC really quick. Wild card. There's the list. There is thinner, right? Two wild card spots are unclaimed. Either the Cardinals or the Rams have clinched one because whichever team doesn't win the NFC West is still playoff bound. So that means five other franchises are in the hunt still. Eagles, 49ers are eight and seven. Your guys's Vikings. Your Vikings. We not mm. claiming them. No. Okay. We're never not mind. claiming them. Never mind. The Vikings, them. Falcons are at seven and eight. Uh, Saints now seven and eight as well. What are you guys looking for with that NFC West wild card standing? Well, the 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 game that played tonight was big, right? Because if the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. would have been able to pull off a win against Miami, it would have significantly reduced San Francisco's chances, mm-hmm. right? Because San Francisco, um, in a sort of three way tie for that, like let's say they all finish in a three way tie for um, spot six and seven, San Francisco would have been out with. A, in that scenario, now they're they're in a little bit better position, right? Like we, it, it jumped from about seventy five percent before that came to like eighty eight percent now, eighty nine percent, and and that's really like if you look at how it stacks for San Francisco, they have wins against Philadelphia, they have wins against Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I don't think they've played New Orleans, but like if it and they have win, yeah, and they have wins against Atlanta, right? Okay. So Atlanta's seven and six for some god knows reason, so like. <laughs> If it were ever to get into a situation where it was a two-way tie with with most teams, they would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But like because of conference records and things like that, like common opponents, there was a scenario where San Francisco got stuck in a nine and eight situation, and you know really were hurt because of three-way tiebreakers. It, uh, the the Saints losing there and now having a game at home against Carolina and on the road in Atlanta. I think the most likely outcome there is one and one which puts them at 8 and 9 instead of the 9 and 8 right yeah. and so mm-hmm. that that really helps that really helps San Francisco um and then obviously it helps Philadelphia Philadelphia right now sitting at a 58% chance uh to 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 take that last playoff spot 
Yeah, yeah, it is really interesting. I do think Philadelphia this weekend against Washington. I think that opened right around you know field goal differential up to three and a half already. I kind of like that spot uh, for Philadelphia. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has been playing really well so far, but I do think they are going to be the team, even with you know the Cowboys at home here uh, in Week 18, potentially for you know the playoff berth on the line. I do think that the Eagles are going to be the team that is probably the most dangerous uh, out of any of those teams that we kind of talked about as far as getting into those final two slots. Uh, in the NFC playoff race, so I'm I'm excited for that matchup against uh, Philadelphia versus Washington. I do think Wash or I do think Philadelphia is definitely uh, a bettable side here early on in the week, from my perspective. Perfect, and I mean, yeah. like we said, it's it's chaos right now. Like you guys even explaining it and breaking it down. There's a lot of scenarios that could happen in the last two weeks. Yeah, last two games. Yeah. So that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I and I think that we just have to make sure that there, there's a ton of like. Um, have to sort of sort of like narrative so oh you know the eagles really need this game so hence i'm gonna bet them right and actually right. that number's mm-hmm. got out to like four and okay. like sometimes you see that and you're like okay does that and i i can think of i think i can think back to a number of games where like this team absolutely needed to get it and there was some team that had nothing to play for that like shot that you know <laughs> took out their legs and like now we're and then you bet them you laid the points with them or whatever and it ended up not being, you know, what you needed. Um, and so that's something to be careful of. I mean, that's when you think about handicapping the NFL, handicap the NFL. Don't handicap, you know, sort of what you think needs to happen because, like, there are players right now who are trying to play for the next contract. They're trying to impress right. the mm-hmm. coach. Or they're trying to, you know, and coaches are coaching for their next contract. Um, and so there are going to be games, I mean, like, there are going to be games where a team that has really nothing to play for nominally uh, is going to give a game effort. And so uh, you have to be worried about that because you are paying a premium to bet the teams that need to win right now. Right. Yeah, that is a really good point. I do yeah. agree with you. I do I do wonder part of at least the Eagles-Washington uh, line in general might be just the performance on Sunday night in primetime action too. with you know mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys basically just wiping the floor with them. So uh, probably a little bit of both, but I do agree with you. If you see that Eagles line continue to move, it is because of – the, the have to win sort of narrative and those sorts of things. And I do agree with you in a lot of spots uh, that maybe is something to not necessarily fade completely, but it is something to definitely be aware of and conscious of if you are going to be betting uh, some of these late season uh, opportunities here. So, yeah, well, yeah, you guys that, kind of already mentioned the Eagles though. Do you guys have any week seven, like week 17 NFL odds are live and like Eric and George say on the forecast, the best time to bet them is right now and early. So besides what you guys have been saying about the Eagles, Eric, I'll start with you. Any, anything that you're liking so far early um, while we're filming this on Monday night? Yeah, that's a good question. I think we've already seen some movement there. I think George and I took, well, we were we were thinking about taking the Cardinals. Now that mm. that one we thought was going to get to six, it's actually going to probably get to five for before it gets to six. So that's when we laid off of Kendall. I have to apologize again, I know. but I do think a great bet is the Detroit Lions going on the road. I call him Danny Dimes because no. he just makes people money. Uh, but Dan Campbell going on the road, getting a touchdown against your Seahawks. Uh, I, I have no idea. Like I, at this point, like you probably don't care that much cause you're like a rational fan, but yeah. like losing to Nick Foles at home in like that kind of weather had to be, had oh, to be a little bit it tricky. Was, it was brutal. Well, it's funny because I was talking to Ben and my dad goes, you know, let's, let's go. And I was like, he was like, tickets are 20 bucks. I was like, dad, no, like, I yeah. just, I can't like 20 bucks doesn't even get me out the door anymore to watch that game. I don't know. It was brutal. Yeah, and it, and it, yeah, exactly. Like, and there's nothing like a good, like a playoff atmosphere. I know we were 
my my intern Zach and I we went to the Ravens Bengals game, and even though that didn't end up being a great game, the atmosphere was wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Bengals are in it, and you know the you know the opposite of that. I mean, I I went to the last ever Vikings game at the Metrodome in 2013. And it was like a seven and eight team versus a four and ten team, <laughs> and you're just like, Ugh, you know, like this. Yeah, this isn't what you want. So I, I can totally see that. The the other ones that are interesting here, uh, they they did take this one off the the board, but Houston was getting 15 uh, against the Niners. Jimmy G, you know, really struggled in against Tennessee on Thursday night. Uh, it sounds like he's not even going to play with Trey Lance yeah. being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does a kind of mess with the the 49ers, you know, playoff odds because they play the Texans this week. That's kind of a break, but then they have to play the Rams uh, in, in week. Uh, yeah, I think they go to the Rams uh, mm-hmm. in week 18. So, you know, they can't afford a slip up, but wherever that number reopens, it's probably bettable for Houston, given how hard that team is playing for David Cully. Uh, and then last but not least, I think this is one where you're laying the points and it's really risky with the COVID stuff, but I'm still going to do it. I think Tampa Bay minus 13 against the Jets. That Jets team is wretched. <laughs> and I don't, and like Brady has killed the Jets in his career. Um, and, and so even though like, obviously there's like the COVID, uh, you know, if, if Brady were to like get COVID or something, then then you're sitting on a terrible number. But um, right. I, I think, I think that that may be a little too short for our Jets. You don't think Zach Wilson dual threat? You didn't see that run? You didn't. He was that I saw that run. It looked great. Yeah. <laughs> dual threat quarterback. I don't know. He looks like Austin Gale on the banks after two <laughs> margaritas. Ben, anything you're looking at for this um, week? I am. I am. I know people probably don't want to look anywhere close to Monday Night Football after this last game, but I do think Cleveland mm-hmm. minus three uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Uh, I do like Cleveland quite a bit as well. I just think uh, the Steelers are a team I've kind of been fading down the stretch here. They're basically just like, you know, running out the clock on Big Ben's career, haven't shown anything uh, whatsoever offensively. So I just think, uh, you know, that pass rush for the Browns, they're going to be uh, all over Big Ben that entire game. So I just don't see any semblance of offensive production from the Steelers. So minus three for Cleveland. Uh, definitely like that one. I do think it kind of goes back maybe a little bit to you paying a premium uh, for a team that, you know, has to win here right now in order to kind of keep some hopes alive. Uh, maybe maybe that's a reason to not necessarily buy into it, but I do think the Browns are probably going to uh, roll over the Steelers here so, on Monday night. So, Ben, this one's interesting, right? So we talk about we talked about this off air Um what when you're looking at, for example, looking ahead to week 18, there are some books that are offering look ahead lines to week 18. I think the Browns, that Browns game specifically, is one where you can sort of correlate these things with team futures or the next week, right? So mm-hmm. if you look at, so for example, the division in the AFC North, uh, Cincinnati is right now minus 225 to win it. The Cleveland Browns are five to one. The Ravens are six to one. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers are twelve to one. Um, imagine a scenario. So there are there is a scenario where Baltimore loses to the Rams at home. Baltimore's a, an underdog there, and uh, Cincinnati loses to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are home underdogs there as well. Cleveland then in a situation like that, laying three on the road, mm-hmm. they are putting themselves in a position. I believe if they were to win that game then I believe the Browns versus the Bengals game yep. the following week in, in Cleveland it's is for the, for wow. the AFC North. Yep. And okay. that, is one, that is 100% true. If Kansas City beats 
Cincinnati yeah, and so, then beats so the, Pittsburgh. Okay. So the thing to think about, and again, there's no right answer to any of this because you don't know. There's so many permutations, right? And mm-hmm. and whatever price you're getting. But the question becomes is like, okay, do you if you spin out that scenario and you say, okay, I think that that's possible. I think the Chiefs are going to take care of business because the Chiefs have to win and lose, and Tennessee lose to uh, the Dolphins to get the one seed. If, if that happens, Kansas City's super motivated there. They win, and the Rams, again, motivated to hang on to a division that they have by one game. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, then Cleveland's in a real big spot here. Do you want to bet them minus three? Or sorry, like, even if you think about this money line, minus 158 money line against Pittsburgh. And then whatever they're going to be at home against Cincinnati, a team they killed in Cincinnati mm-hmm. this year. Like, do you do you think you're thinking of okay, spin those prices together and say okay, would you rather just bet five to one right now or sort of wait for those things? Or because oftentimes when the games are happening on a Sunday, they take down the division odds, right? So you mm-hmm. have to be mm-hmm. you're sort of cognizant of kind of where you want to enter the marketplace with a situation like that. So is there any one that you guys then are looking at? Because you just threw all those scenarios out. Is there any look-ahead line that you're like, you want to tell people like, hey, watch this very closely. This could this could be good for you if you get in on it early. I think the one that's really clear, and we talked about this off air, was if you look at Denver versus Kansas City, Denver's going to be okay. at home. Um, you know, again, Dolphin, if the Dolphins beat the Titans and the Chiefs mm-hmm. beat the Bengals, the Chiefs win – the uh they, they win the NFC the, sorry they win the AFC, AFC one seed you know outright no no doubts about it Andy Reid and we've seen it a number of times 2013 he rested his starters he played his backup quarterback the whole okay. game uh 2017 he Those played Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes yeah. last year he played Chad Henney the whole game against the Chargers in week 17 so he has the precedent is there for mm-hmm. him to play his backups in a game where there's nothing to play for so if you could look ahead to that to that spread there and say, okay, I want to do a bunch of money line parlays. I want to take, I want to take Chiefs money line parlay this week, uh, Dolphins money line parlay this week. Dolphins are probably going to be plus money in that game, right? So you're already getting mm-hmm. great odds with that. And then the the Broncos right now, if you assume nothing about the Chiefs resting their starters, would be underdogs in that game, right? And so if you could take and throw that into your money line parlay, you're getting fantastic payout for something that might be more like the true odds of a two-team parlay. And, and so that's something to think about as you sort of work through here. It's putting a lot of faith in uh, Drew Locke there, Eric and Vic. <laughs> I, I, well, and, and that's the thing. So uh, a last thing, I, I'm sort of Chief-centric here. Andy Reid <laughs> um, has, has been the Chiefs coach now for nine years. He's gone mm-hmm. over the season win total every year. They have to win out to do that again. And in 2017, that was the closest they were ever to going under. They they started their backups, but one of their backups was Patrick Mahomes, and they went into Denver and won a game and went over their win total. And I can tell you, a lot of people were pretty pissed that Chiefs didn't go under, uh, you know, that year. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I have to, while I have both of you on here, I've already gotten messages before we even did this podcast. They were like, it is bowl season season, and so mm-hmm. we need to get – a couple of your guys' looks for this week. Um, I want to, you know, I, it's the thick of bowl season. We have a few weekday games this week, and of course, the semifinals on Friday. But before we get to those two games, do you guys see anything, any value on the little Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games that we have? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I like North Carolina State here coming up on Tuesday night. Uh, APM kickoff, Devin Leary obviously is going to be playing, has been uh, really good from a PFF passing grade perspective. I think we have, uh, you know, North Carolina State's offense, 39th overall in the country. UCLA does have a better ranking offensively, but a really poor defense. I think they match up really well. So, uh, you know, minus two spread. I do think North Carolina State, the Wolf Pack, shout out to Steve Palazzolo. I do think that they are going to take care of business here on Tuesday night. I think that might be uh, one of my favorite bets. But I've been kind of waiting a little bit okay. uh, on betting the bowl games in general before we kind of get, you know, a lot of information as far as like who's even going to be playing, who's going to be starting, who's opting out, all those things. It's been more of a little bit of a waiting game. I know we obviously want to bet early as often as possible, but I do think bull season uh, is the time to maybe not necessarily take a complete step back, mm -hmm. but at least approach it with a little bit more caution before you're really locking in a lot of these bets. So, Yeah, this is one where like our models, which are somewhat player-centric, but not necessarily, uh, you know, equipped to deal with the COVID news and all that stuff at college football level. Like there yeah. have been ones that have been tough. Like Nevada today was one where like, you know, Nevada would have been favored if Carson Strong and a bunch of other players would have started. Mm -hmm. They end up being seven-point dogs, and they get crushed. And, you know, our model, you know, if you take season-level statistics for a year, it's going to tell you to bet plus seven. It's going to die. This one that Ben pointed out, which is great, um, is one where I think we're a little bit higher. You know, like we like North Carolina State in general, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of signals to sort of suggest that UCLA is not necessarily going to play this game as, as well as – you know, as NC State would. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a 17th power ranking on them. The number has gone from NC State being one-point underdogs to being now, uh, what point. is it, two-and-a-half, two-one-and-a-half, two-point favorites. So, like, the yeah. market's yeah. moving with you, and you're and you're on that side. I think those are the bowl games that you really want to lean into. It's when you like a side, but the market is, like, way off of you. Then you have to go to fish and be like, oh, yeah, Romeo Dubes is out for Nevada Carson Strong's out for Nevada. I'm going to back off a little bit on this and maybe bet player props or something like that, which are uh, more heavily available and something that you can do a good job with with a PFF college subscription. Okay. Well, I wore my ASU shirt for you guys to just think if you guys, you know, if there's anything there. Well, but I, the yeah. over... I mean, our Gophers are playing uh, on Tuesday night as well. I don't think we show too much value at minus five for Minnesota, but uh, I think this it does seem like a spot where, uh, you know, PJ Fleck is going to have the Golden Gophers playing pretty well here. So if you get a chance at it, maybe, you know, an in-game line closer to a field goal differential, I don't mind that for Minnesota. It's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game. But as far as Arizona State, your team... <laughs> they play to win the game. They, they do. The they game, play to right? win the game. They try. This, yeah, I think this spread has, you know, completely flipped basically, right? Because um, where did that, it opened up right around, unless I'm looking. Yeah, at that might have been, that might have been just like a data issue. Yeah. But yeah, ASU, yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is one where I think uh, this has sort of stayed there with, with Wisconsin. But like, right. can you really lay six points with Wisconsin? Like, no. No. I mean, I know, I know <laughs> ASU's in the Pac-12 and like, it's sort of like, a weird like it's weird to compare Pac-12 teams to Big Ten teams but yeah. like Wisconsin kind of stinks and like so maybe Kendall you'll get you'll get your chance yeah. getting getting a touchdown or so six points um there uh you can certainly uh you know try for one there <laughs> you guys are like don't do that please stay away from it <laughs> um, but are you guys uh, before we get going anything with uh our Cincinnati Bearcats and Alabama or the Bulldogs and Michigan are you guys looking at anything for those um we're pretty early so want to throw that out there Ooh, I don't that's a loud sound. Yeah, I, I think I think the issue here. I do like Alabama. I do like Alabama here. I know that the Mechie injury hurts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that would scare me away from Bama is at 13 and a half, there, if there was a lot of sharp money on Bama, it would have gotten to 14 and hung there for a while. And anytime it's gotten to 14, sharp people have bet the Bearcats right. down to 13 and a half. Now, I don't think Desmond Ritter's any good. And I don't think that Cincinnati's defense, I think Cincinnati's defense wonderful. Like, they're great. All those guys should go to the pros, right? But it's Alabama. And, like, yeah. I just don't think that, uh, you know, Nick Saban and company are going to be all that. Uh, they're not going to think Cincinnati's as cute as the rest of the market does. Right. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's Alabama or bust probably in that match, but I also don't mind uh, Michigan plus seven and a half. It's okay. you know we haven't been all that high in George basically all season. It's really hard to back you know Stetson Bennett, even though they have you know quote unquote this historic defense or something like that. But seven and a half points seems like a pretty uh, widespread for a forty-five and a half point game. So uh, I'm 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 going with I'm going with our friend you know Jim Harbaugh here one more time. Our Michigan Wolverines. I think they've paid off for us uh, before in the Big Ten championship game, and I think they're going to be able to at least cover. I feel like that that Saturday, scoring. that Friday in the office is going to be magical with Solf. Oh yeah. I'm assuming Kendall, you'll be there. Ben will be there. Yeah. Uh, so, like, so I'm going to the Chiefs game with Salf uh, oh. on on Sunday at, at Paul Brown. Uh, I think he'll be flying high flying if uh, the Michigan Wolverines can take this one down. The thing is, I do I do agree with Ben. I think Georgia has a lot of COVID cases too, and mm-hmm. and the the thing with defense is it's it's the most it's the least impervious to issues with you know COVID-19 right Mm -hmm. you watch like and I bring it back to the Chiefs all the time but like Tyreek Hill has COVID uh, Travis Kelsey has COVID and but they still have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek comes back and they just look fine right but like some of these you know when they when they lose three guys to COVID in the Chargers game their defense goes from giving up 10 points a game to 30 Mm -hmm. and because it's just defense is a is a unit where the weakest links matter the most and so if you've been backing Georgia all year because of their defense, just know that there's a lot of variability now with who's going to be available, who's going to be injured, who's going to be all this. And, you know, I think Michigan can take advantage of that. I love it. I love it. You hear, you heard it here first. So Friday's going to be buzzing. I almost want you, Eric, to just wear a GoPro to the Chiefs game because watching you and Solf <laughs> together, seeing Patrick Mahomes, is just, it's a privilege and no one knows it unless you're in the office. So I love that. Um, but everyone, thank you so much for listening. You heard all this great stuff here first. PFF.com slash betting too. You can use all the betting tools, everything we just talked about as well. And have a great day.